that's why the 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 used CD stores that started popping up in the early '90s were like my home because yeah. you'd go to these places and they would have the CD players set up. You can just grab CDs and go listen to stuff, and then everything, all the CDs there were priced at cassette price because they were used. Nice. And so I I like I every band I got into like Metallica. Once I bought the Black Album, all of the other Metallica albums I bought used on CD from used CD stores. I just found them, you know, as, nice. as quickly as I could find them, I bought them and that kind of shit. Cool. But uh, that's a that's a that's a back in the day kind of uh, conversation, which is which we're gonna get a little bit into back in the day on this episode. I'm just gonna f- start the episode somewhere around there somewhere yeah. around having that conversation where it'll just <laughs> pop in and uh and now you're in the actual show hello everybody welcome to crankton rank sidebar meaning we're not ranking anything i guess we could we could rank the three movies yeah um, and maybe rank their soundtracks because we're going to talk about the soundtracks as well yeah but um it's a sidebar because we're going to be talking about something that's not a band related uh it's you know we we i think it was well, oh, six months kinda, ago, if yeah. you count Wild Stallions, <laughs> that's true. That's true. If you count Wild Stallions, and then I, you know, I think it was like six months ago, or maybe even less, we did a sidebar on the Wayne's World movies. Yeah, and today we're going to be doing a sidebar on the Bill and Ted movies, which are, you know, for it's. I, I love the fact that you're into these because they were really important to me because I was a particular age and getting into rock and roll and heavy metal when those movies came out. Like late yeah. 80s, early, early 90s, I was fiending for things that were like rock and roll and wanted to find stuff that like spoke to me as a young person, a, a preteen and a teenager and stuff like that. And so it's cool that you're still you're you had the same experience with, with getting into these. But we are going to just be digging into all three Bill and Ted movies and I brought I have my vinyl of all three soundtracks. Oh. So we'll so we'll, you know, look at them, look at the track listings and just have a discussion about the movies and um I'll you know, I'll do a, a lot of like back in the day type shit cuz you know that's what I do. Um but uh but yeah, it's going to be just a discussion about those movies, no ranking, but trust me, we're coming back with a uh, a big ranking, one yeah. that a lot of people have been waiting for clamoring um, for yeah and uh and it's gonna be a big deal so that'll be the next episode we're but right now it's a little bit it's a little chill yeah and we're, we're gonna be uh talking about bill and ted and you've got your bill and ted uh bogus journey shirt on i i've got a special shirt on this is oh this wow is my, it's my mastodon telephone booth shirt because mastodon is on the soundtrack for the th- third movie dude and they, and they released this special shirt that has like the phone booth on it that's also awesome. uh, yeah yeah uh i love mastodon and honestly their song is the best one on the whole damn new soundtrack we'll get to that because cool. it's it is not great but <laughs> <laughs> the the soundtrack anyway the movie well i have i have uh, opinions about the movie as well but we'll get there but we should start at the beginning hmm. and i guess normally we're all are always like well, where did where did these come into our lives? Um, do I have a leak in my cranked and ranked coffee cup? What is going on here? Or is that just co- a lot of condensation? Uh, I don't could know. Be, could be condensation. Anyway, um, all right. Well, that's that's a thing. Anyway, <laughs> so um, 
I saw Bill and Ted in the theater two or three times. Um, Lucky be- bastard. And it was, so <laughs> that was 1988, I believe. And it, it was perfect timing for that kind of movie. Cause like I said, like I, I had just really gotten into rock music. So 88, I was listening to Def Leppard and Guns N' Roses and uh, Cinderella and uh, Van Halen and all of these things. And uh, hadn't quite made the, the jump over to heavy metal yet. But I knew that it was something that I wanted. And I think as a as a kid, as like a 10 year old kid, I was just kind of like, I, I'll get there eventually. And really, yeah. Bill and Ted was kind of a stepping stone to me getting to more metal stuff, even though there is really isn't any actual like metal on the, the in the movie. But um, I just remember seeing the trailer for the movie and re- it really appealed to me because n- not only was I into the whole rock and roll thing, but it also seemed funny. But then on top of that, it was a time travel movie. And I grew up uh, with a lot of Doctor Who in my life. And yeah. so as soon as I saw they were traveling in a in a phone booth, I immediately ran home to my brother. Who, I've talked about him before. He's a huge Doctor Who fan. And I was just like, there's a movie, and they're like metalheads, and they travel through time in a phone booth. We got to see this movie. And so I think I went to go see it my, by my, you know, with some friends and then saw it again with my brother. Um, but I was really into it. The, the, the one memory I have from back in the day is they occasionally, for certain things, would release um, – uh, textbook covers. I don't know if when you were in school, did they have you put covers on your textbooks, like either paper or whatever, like you, you would get a textbook and you had to wrap this, this paper cover around it. Did you have kind, to do that? Kind of. W- w- I did. Um, I put Kerrang posters on mine. Okay. Well, I, had we, a, I had a dime bag Daryl maths book. Ah, well, yeah. the, well, usually we were uh, given these sort of pre-made, book covers that you had lines and you would wrap it around your book and that's how you would have to keep it because you had to return your book at the end of the year and everything so you had to keep it in good shape but i remember like somehow they had gotten bill and ted's excellent adventure book covers and i guess because i guess because the whole history angle of the movie so i just remember one particular year one of my books had a bill and ted book cover and i just thought it was the fucking coolest thing ever that is awesome um, but anyway, so yeah, so I became a big fan of that movie, and then uh, we'll get onto the other movies as we roll to them. But for the first, was the first Bill and Ted the first one you saw? Yes, yeah, I, I couldn't have been older than about seven or eight when I saw it, and it just so happened to be uh, in the possession of my mom on DVD, and she had ah. it, and she was like, "Hey, <laughs> you might like this." You know, because I was also big into Doctor Who, but, you know, Doctor Who had just come back. So, yeah, you're yeah. talking Christopher Eccleston, David Tennant era, which was basically the obsession I had before metal was Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when this showed up, I was like, OK. So that 80s movie with. Metalheads doing Doctor Who shit, so I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like you said. So I was like, let's let's do it. Immediately loved it, and uh, honestly, I think this might be the first eighties movie I ever saw that, like, oh, wow. at, like intently sat down and watched a movie 
And I think this... This is definitely one of the early ones that, like, introduced me to the 80s movie vibe, and I just never looked back. Like, even before I was into metal, I loved 80s movies. So... Yeah. And th there's just a whole vibe and aesthetic to them that just... It's not, it's not been accurately replicated since. Like, some things have come close. Sure. Um, but there's just... A, it's it's otherworldly almost at this point. Now, when you watch them, it's like... It's hard to believe how much has changed in the last 30 years, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, with that, you know, a couple years later, I, I had no idea that there was more than one Bill and Ted movie. So when I was like... Oh, okay. When I was walking through, um, and this is before I was allowed anywhere near the computer, because, you know, there's there's porn out there, and I was <laughs> nine, um, you know, so I wasn't out there Googling anything. The, the, the closest I was allowed to was to watch Doctor Who clips on YouTube, but anyway, like I was saying, I was walking through Asda, which is British Walmart, um, and I noticed a DVD and I had Bill and Ted on it and it said Bill and Ted's bogus journey. And I was like, does, does the movie have a different name? And then I noticed it has the Grim Reaper on it. This is the oh. exact DVD. I'm wow. Trying, trying not to get glare off it. Uh, yeah. Here, here's the other one. Um, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. These Man, I are... love how it says, it says Keanu Reeves really big at the top. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Keanu Reeves. Alex Winter. <laughs> but Before yeah. he was trapped in the Matrix, he was trapped in time in the phone <laughs> booth. Bill and Ted. <laughs> oh, man. It, do you know what? Just while we're on a Keanu Reeves thing. Yeah. Do you know what, like, struck me the other day? I, I happened to be watching Speed. And you know the part where the bus, you know, jumps that gap, right? Yeah. That's not even the most unrealistic part of the movie because I watched the part earlier where the dude on the bus pulled the gun on him. No way Keanu in real life wouldn't have just lit that fucker up. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 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 I'm not being funny. Like, someone points a revolver at you and you're a cop. <laughs> Just unrealistic portrayal. That's that's. I mean, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. My my brain my brain immediately went to he pulls the gun and it's John Wick and I'm like oh it's fucking the movie's fucking over at that point. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but yeah. Um, Keanu has come a long way. Well, I'm mm. sure we'll talk about him a lot, but he's come he's come a long way from a guy that everyone used to talk about how he was one of the worst actors in Hollywood. And now, like people just love him, I guess because he does he does great movies. But on top of that, he's just one of the best human beings ever. Apparently, yeah. he's just super likable. Like there is, yeah, he's like if a golden retriever was a human being. <laughs> like, like, like that, there is like not a bad bone in that man's body. I, I I do I do like the fact that he does seem like kind of a simple dude. He doesn't ever have flowery or or uh, uh, verbose answers to questions. He's always yeah. just very like, yeah, had a great time. Rock yeah. on. <laughs> like, that's him. And I'm just like, yeah, because you don't always need the, the every, not everyone has to like be like a fucking poet and a wordsmith. Not He's everybody just, needs to be Gene Simmons in an interview, you know? That, you, you, that, that, yeah. 
you know. Yeah. But uh, anyway, but but I guess let, let's let, let's let's touch on uh, on Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Like okay. I've seen I've seen it you know a lot of times, and um, the the thing that for the first two movies for sure because I've seen them so many times the things the things that stand out to me is the fact that I feel like as filmmaking goes like cinematography and everything they're both movies that seem like they 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 were they took that shit very seriously especially Bill mm. and Ted's Excellent Adventure it looks like just as a film I'm like it's really well put together and edited and like you never would have known it's a movie they didn't expect to be very popular. They just kind of put it out. Mm-hmm. But like just watching it, I'm all like, it's really well done. Like it doesn't, it's an 80s movie, but it doesn't necessarily like, you're not taken out of the world by the 80s, 80s-ness of it all. No, like you're it's, fully immersed. Yeah. Yeah, it's very well done. And, you know, and you know, the, the special effects, they are what they are, but compared to some movies, there's they still hold up pretty well. Um, and they, they were pretty smart with not trying to do so much shit. Like aside from the circuits of time parts, it's mostly just like some electricity. And then all of a sudden the box is there. Yeah. And, um, and, but I, I just, it's one of those, you know, the first Bill and Ted is one of those movies that it's like, you know, several movies from my childhood where it, the entire movie is like a song where I know yeah. the, I know where the music cues come in. I know how dialogue goes with a song that's playing with it at the time. And I could just recite the movie along with it as it was was going because it's just, you know, saw it a few times in the theater. But once it came out on VHS, I had that and I watched it all the time. Um, In fact, I I believe that Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure was the first time as a young person I was annoyed at the pan and scan VHS style because they didn't do letterbox back then. It wasn't mm. a thing because you started putting as soon as they started putting letterbox editions of movies on VHS. My brother worked at a video store and people would come back saying there's something wrong with my videos. <laughs> I don't know why he's British now. Um, <laughs> there's black bars on the top and the bottom. And my brother had to explain to them. No, that's that's so you can see the full picture. I don't the, the, the full picture's gone. I want my TV to be filled with a picture. But I hated it because movies like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure that were shot on the really wide camera um, lens or whatever, you lost all of a sudden you would see it. you would see the you would either lose parts of the picture or you would see this really weird like shifting of the picture and I'd go why did it move like that that's not that's really weird and it's mm-hmm. because when they they editing it to try to I guess keep the the focal point of the scene and shot. And it, I'm just glad those days are gone and everyone's fine with letterbox. And now the fucking TVs are just the right size. And yeah. I'm just like, good on, good on them. Except for those super wide ones. Bill and Ted still has black bars on the top and bottom, but still. Yeah. It's, it's one of those weird things as well, where, you know, it's called the aspect ratio, isn't it? Where you wonder you to go. yourself, yeah. you wonder to yourself why it wasn't, just fucking designed as a rectangle in the first place you know you, you think of a t you think of a tv back then and it's a square you know yeah but yep cinemas have always had rectangular screens so it's, it's well no there are older no? movies that were more square if you go way yeah. back i think early ones were more of a square maybe i'm wrong i, I seem to remember seeing older films and they were more square how early are we talking though? Are we talking uh, like twenties? I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so like, there's there's that thing of, 
I'm surprised it took so long for yeah. TV to catch up with that. If if you catch my drift, yeah. Because um, I mean, not 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 only yeah. that. In my opinion, television has overtaken movies because I I would rather watch a TV series now than a movie any day That's of the true. week. Actually, yeah, because um, the quality right. of quality of television is just. I mean, I mean, everybody knows this at this point that, that there's yeah. just there's so much care and time put into these shows and i and and i'm not i'm not necessarily you know i like movies for for the characters most of the time and so the fact that now there's a medium where you can really dig into these characters and it's not just mm. a 90 minute thing and you have to wait for a sequel which may or may not be any good it's like you know i kind of dig it but um but yeah the the first bill and ted's it, i think still holds up as very funny and and it's 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 interesting. I feel like I want to just move on to the other movies, but first we should talk about. Let's talk about the soundtrack real quick. Absolutely. Let's let's uh, dig into um, this. Right here oh, is my vinyl. It's glorious for, for the podcast listeners. I have an original '88 uh, or was it '89 when the soundtrack came out? This is, it says '89, so I'm thinking the soundtrack came out in '89. Um, and I like the back of it because it's got George Carlin. I'm like, what, and I'm like, what is he doing with his hand? I can't. It's really weird. He's it's being like he's excellent to the photographer. Uh, maybe he is, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and it's so like it start. The soundtrack starts off with "Play with Me" by Extreme. I guess oh. like the first track on <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then and then it goes right into the boys and the girls are doing it by Vital Signs. I don't even know if I know who Vital Signs are. Yeah, um, but I know the song from the movie. And then uh, "Not So Far Away" by Glenn Burtnick. I don't even know if I remember what that one sounds like. Um, dude, it, th- this is one of those soundtracks where I'm like, which one is that again? And then I hear it and I'm like, how could I forget? You well, know? sometimes it's sometimes it's just like a 30 second snippet from the song that you go, ah, from that scene in the movie. Yeah. Um, Dancing with a Gypsy by Tora Tora and then mm-hmm. Father Time by Shark Island, um, which, you know, that I remember that one, the Father mm-hmm. Time song. Uh, and then if side two starts with I Can't Break Away by the band I is called. I Can't Break Away. The band is called. The band is called Big Pig. Yeah, that's weird. Um, Hell and then yeah! Another, and then there's another Shark Island song called Dangerous. That that one was was that one was played in that in that scene where they're in the room with with Missy. I mean, Mom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's your mom, dude. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Walk Away by Bricklin. All right. And then In Time by Robbie Robb. That was like the you know when mm. they were with the Time dudes. Um, and then it ends with two heads are better than one by power tool, <laughs> <laughs> which like these are, this is not a soundtrack that I would necessarily say is a good one, but it is a great one. If you love the movie because it just like, nails the vibe, doesn't it? Yeah. Because there's not, I would say like most of the songs aren't necessarily like great. Like the, the greatness of the songs is the fact that there's this nostalgia connected to the movie with these songs. So really mm-hmm. it's like the extreme song is the really the the highlight of the entire soundtrack when it comes to just a song. Yeah. But um this doesn't have an inner sleeve. So cuz it's it's just old school all the credits and everything are on the back but but yeah, I mean by all accounts there was no expectation for that movie to be big at all and I th- I think if I remember right there was even some some talk about the movie not even coming out at some point. Um, I think I think Keanu Reeves has talked about that, where where like there was speculation 
that the movie wasn't even going to come out or something like that. But it, it did. And it was successful. And, you know, people like you and me absolutely love it. It's a, it's a you know, beloved franchise, let alone a movie, you know. It's. I mean, yeah, there was a fucking cartoon. Do you remember the cartoon? Did yeah. you ever see those? I, there was, I, yeah, I came across it later down the line, but like, I, I'm pretty sure all the episodes have surfaced on YouTube at this point. Yeah, because yeah. I think they only did two seasons, and the, fir- the first one actually had George Carlin, Alex Winter, and Keanu Reeves as voices, and then the second one was different voices. Yeah. And, and, um, it, it was it was cute, but I, for for me at the at the time that was Saturday morning cartoons, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, I'm gonna get up and watch the Bill and Ted cartoon." That was the thing that I I don't I, they don't really do it anymore mm. very often, but I wish that they would, where they would make just you know, something that would get popular and it would get a cartoon. Like there was a there was like a kid and play cartoon. And I just mm. remember, like, this is awesome. And they don't do that anymore. It's not like they're going to be like, Lil Nas X, car- cartoon. Isn't there, a, <laughs> isn't there a Rambo cartoon? There I'm was pretty... a Rambo cartoon, yeah. 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 I've sent, I've, oh, what is it? The amount of times I've sent that gif of him just riding on a missile and going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah. I, I watched that as well. For, those were the ones like I liked all the normal ones, like your 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 Transformers and He Man and stuff. Yeah. But it was always the ones that were related to something that I was really into, like a movie or or some music or something. New Kids on the Block had a fucking cartoon. I wasn't into the New Kids on the Block, but they had a cartoon as well. Um, but uh, yeah, so yeah, Bill and Ted was a big deal, but there was no. Like, I, I never even thought about there being a sequel when I was a kid. I don't know why. I just, it, it didn't, it didn't um, come to mind. But then I remember, this might be a real memory or this might be something, you know, it's been such a long time It's that, that maybe it's not exactly as I remember it. But I seem to remember either there being like a, a, a report on like a show like Entertainment Tonight or maybe it was in like a Film Threat magazine because my brother used to read Film Threat mm-hmm. Um where it announced a new Bill and Ted movie and it was going to be called Bill and Ted go to hell. Like that was, wow. And I was immediately like, fuck yeah. Cause I, at that point, so that was 91 when Bill and Ted's bogus journey came out, I think. And I was already like, you know, into metal and, you know, very excited about that movie. But then eventually they changed the title to Bill and Ted's bogus journey. And Mm. I remember um, in between that time period, Alex Winter had a sketch comedy show on MTV called The Idiot Box. Yeah. And and the 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 thing that I loved then and still do about Bill and Ted's bogus journey is the really weird sense of humor from Idiot Box. Some of that kind of bled into yeah. Bill and Ted's bogus journey. And because um, Bogus Journey is insane, <laughs> it's batshit, and, yeah. and, and I lo- I love that about it because it's like it's like making a batshit crazy movie that still has a lot of heart. Like how mm-hmm. the fuck do you juggle that? Um, but uh, but I remember seeing that in the theater and just leaving that thing, <laughs> just telling everybody, "Well, did you like Bill and Ted? <coughs> Imagine that movie only like ten times better." Like I was just so into that movie, and I've and I've been and it's my favorite of the Bill and Ted movies. Bam! Yeah, hell yeah! <laughs> so so much so that it bums me out that P- 
people that don't really know much about the movies that I, I've had people say to me, oh, everybody knows that's like the, one of the shittiest sequels. I'm like, who knows that? No, nobody said that. Yeah. <laughs> like that's like that's one the dumbest fucking it. thing I've heard. The one dude said it, and then all these other copycat sheep took it as took it as fact. It's the, ridiculous. Um, I actually went, you know, as I do. I like to scour other people's rankings, get a lot of points of view and stuff. The oh. um, all of the fucking rankings I have seen of these movies has Bogus Journey at the bottom. How the fuck do you have Bogus Journey at the bottom? Wait, wait, wait. Out of all three now? Out of all three. That's fucking ridiculous. It's bullshit. <laughs> it I'm goes, sorry. It goes yeah. right on top. But our, yep. our ranking our ranking is is done. No, um our ranking's the truth. <laughs> well, I think I think I think for me it's also it's also because it goes from being a movie with people being people that are metalheads but there's no metal involved to being a movie about metalheads with metal in it that seems like a very metal movie most of the time so yes. for me i'm just like that's how you fucking do it you like you know you they did the right thing because they like went to some great artists for the soundtrack and they made the movie a little bit darker still mm. silly and still you know a little bit cheese ball at times but that's what the, the story needs is a little bit of that heart well, you know, that's what you do with a sequel. You up the stakes and up the quality of the soundtrack. <laughs> Absolutely. And See, and it was it's up to maybe my second favorite soundtrack of all time. It's a it's a good one, man. Like it's got they, two two of my top 5 bands are in this soundtrack. Yeah. But for me, you can't fuck with Last Action Hero for soundtracks. Like that is oh. absolutely the fucking best sound for me that's ever been the put out. The goat. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I love the bogus journey one, but yeah, that the, the movie was really big for me. And I just, I, I thought it was perfect when I, when yeah. I saw it and the soundtrack was a really big deal because I was, I was already really into faith no more. Mm-hmm. I was just getting into Megadeth. Yeah. And, um, and I was also into King's X who's on the soundtrack. Let's, we'll just pull this one out. We'll just, Holy I feel shit. like we're zooming, we're zooming quickly through this one. There you go. I need um, it. I need Bill it in Ted's my life. Bogus Journey soundtrack. I love the cover. That's like yeah. just such a great. Well, it's on, great it's on my shirt. Oh that's yeah, the, that's right. That's right. Uh, and then the back with all with the the scenes from the movie, and then the uh, the track listing. Which does this one have a printed inner sleeve? This one does have a printed inner sleeve. Hey, has that, and then it has song credit. I don't think there's lyrics. There's oh, there's actually lyrics. They actually put Holy lyrics shit. in in the soundtrack. But uh, anyway, that was one of that was one of my holy grails. I had to hold out for till I found somebody on Discogs that had a pretty affordable price. I don't remember what I paid for it. I'm sure it was a lot for some people's standards, but um, it's worth it for so, something this like one, that, dude. It's worth it. I, I would say I would say there is literally there are two songs on here. Eh. It's not all 100 killer, but the songs that I don't think are killer are still pretty good. So it starts out with Shouted Out by Slaughter, which is actually a fucking really good mm. track, and goes into probably the best winger song I've ever heard, Battle Stations. Oh, um, I fucking love Battle Stations, dude. I have no problem with winger, but, like, that's a song that, like, holds up. Like, I'm just like, that transcends. Fucking, it rocks. Yeah. Then, of course, we've got Kiss with God Gave Rock and Roll to You 2, um, which is a classic. 
Absolutely. Drinking Again by Neverland. That's one of those ones that was in some scene of the movie, and I don't. The song doesn't always ring a bell to me. Well, it says here it's it's not used in the film, but was instead used in a few trailers for the film. Ah, that probably makes sense. And then Dream of a New Day by Richie Kotzen. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that one's okay. Uh, Then The Reaper by Steve Vai. This is the the instrumental uh, one. And that closes outside one of -hmm. the soundtrack. Now, they, they stacked side two pretty heavily with the badass shit because it starts Jesus. with the perfect crime by faith no more my favorite is, faith no more song hands oh, down really? oh yep. really I, you know the, the one that, the one that's become my favorite of their sort of non-album tracks is got to be the cowboy song like it is that one too so yeah. fucking good but um yeah and then go to hell by megadeth oh. which is an amazing Megadeth track. And then Tommy the Cat by Primus. That's this, fucking this is, insane. <laughs> this is the this is the, the the why I got into Primus because I heard this soundtrack and I went to buy Sailing the Seas of Cheese and then I became a Primus fan. Can um, I just do, do the do the Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I can't not hear Tommy the Cat and not do that cheeky little yeah. bass fill. Then we got Junior's Gone Wild by King's X, which is a fucking killer song. Mm. Um, they, ended, they ended up putting it, I think, as an extra track on um, the self-titled King's X album. But Showdown by Love on Ice, that, that's another one that I'm like, yeah, it's fine. And then it ends with the Reaper rap, which mm-hmm. is the one where, where it's the Steve Vai song, but then they added quotes and 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 clips from the movie even yeah. clips that clips that aren't in the movie like you hear things and you go when did that happen in the movie and it's just because it was it was edited out for time or whatever deleted scenes oh and here's here's another uh uh thing that points towards people don't know what the fuck they're hearing um all music rating three out of five stars what no yeah yeah, apparently the all music rating is three out of five stars for the soundtrack. Whatever these people are doing <laughs> while it's happening, these is people quote unquote. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> barely even that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what are they thinking? Yeah. Um, no, it's a killer soundtrack. I just absolutely and and it, and it, it's it's to me one of the greatest sequels ever. There's a handful of sequels that I absolutely love, but very few of them, to me, hold up to the previous movie. Um, and Bill, the Bill and Ted is one of them because they did the perfect thing where they didn't do the same story all over again. Mm-hmm. Like here we are now, they go to different time periods than they did in the first movie. No, no, they're like fuck that. We're, they're going to heaven and to hell. Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be robot versions of them. There's going to be weird creatures in it. It's like you know. Pretty great. They they really hit it out of the park with doing something completely different because they could have absolutely just said, okay, they're at college now and they need to pass this assignment and yeah. they need to pick up so-and-so and so-and-so. And they, you know, which, you know, would have just been a Home Alone 2 approach of they're in a different place, but yeah. it's the same exact movie. I'm going to yeah. turn the light on. I've, I've oh. run out of natural light. Okay, there, there we go. Is. There it is. I In the podcast myself. world, trust me, it made a difference. Yeah. 
There we so, go. So, when, so, yeah. So you finally saw Bogus Journey, and um, I, it's, so, it's so weird to think of the different experiences. Because I, I realize that you and I not only had different experiences with the first two movies, but once we start talking about the third one, we also had a very different experience with that one as well. But the first two, there was a long period of time where... Nobody would ever. No one. No, no one ever really talked about the Bill and Ted movies. Nobody ever talked about doing a sequel. And I was just like, "That's fine." Keanu became a, a movie star. Alex Winter, you know, did like directing and other stuff. And I was just yeah. like, "Yeah, okay." Um, and then I remember, like, sometime in the around 2010, maybe it was that there started to be yeah. these stories that would come out that were saying that you know there's a script for a third Bill and Ted and who knows if it'll ever happen. And it was all these years of like, and, and everybody was really open about it. Like Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves would both talk about how, well, you know, there were scripts and then some of them weren't good. And then we'd try again and then we find a script and then maybe it seemed like the, it was too big of a movie for the budget we'd get and then blah, blah, blah. And so there was always this sort of back and forth on, will there be a new Bill and Ted? And then for people like me, it's like, shh, should they be doing that? Hmm. But what ended up happening is that a lot, I don't know what exactly happened, but because for a while there, if there was going to be another movie in a franchise that was popular in the eighties or early nineties, it would always be a, a reboot or, or yeah. just a, a remake of some kind. And then eventually the movies started to come out where they're like, you know what? I think people would like to have a movie about these characters older. And I, yeah. and I, that's why I finally went, yes, absolutely. Because like, wh why not? If you love the characters so much and you can, th and you can come up with a good story, why not do a movie about these characters only older? In some cases it would be funnier. Like I'm still waiting. I don't know when it's supposed to happen or if they even started making it, but they're supposed to do another spinal tap movie and yeah. everything, everything I've read about it. I'm like, Oh, it's going to be fucking hilarious because they're <laughs> they're now going to be like the old man band still trying to make it. And I'm just like, it's going to be so good just because of that, that alone. But so they finally announced the new Bill and Ted movie. And at that point, you know, Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves both in their 50s. And and that, that idea of it, I just went, yeah, that's. That's so, that's so great. And I've, and it made me feel so, cause I've been waiting like for 30, you know, not 30 years, well, almost 30 years for, for there to be some sort of sequel or something else, because I'm just that big of a fan. And then I remember that there were articles and interviews where they would, they would, they would give little nuggets of what the story might be. And the thing they always started with was that Bill and Ted have not written the song that changes the world yet. Mm. And that made me very happy. But I started to form my own theory of what the movie was going to be in my head. Okay. And my and because they because I thought, well, if they're gonna do this right, it would be cool if the movie doesn't actually have a happy ending. And it turns out that the the future that Rufus had been seeing or everybody knew was going to happen was actually an alternate reality. And Bill and Ted that we know from the movies were actually living in the reality where that does not happen. 
And so oh. they have to, so they, they come face to face with this idea of we've been able to see all these different things through time and what's possible with all of this stuff, not taking into account that there's different versions of us and we happen to be the dudes that don't do this. And I was just like, that'd be so poetic and so perfect. But now I'm thinking that, you know, people wouldn't have liked it because it would have been a bummer. And so they ended up putting out Bill and Ted Face the Music, which the thing I was trying to say about, I'm, I'm being long-winded. I'm sorry, dude. That's okay. Um, <laughs> the, I'm, I'm going to take a drink. The, uh, there we go. Drinking music. The, um, the difference that you and I had with this movie is that you just watched it um, yeah. several days ago. But for me, the movie will always be a pandemic movie because right. it, it came out right after I moved to Houston in 2020 when there was still all kinds of lockdown and all kinds of drama and a real uncertainty of what the fuck is this world going to look like now. Yeah. And yeah. in the middle of all that, this movie comes out. Which, oh, which by and large is a very sort of positive and fun movie, a very escapist kind of movie yeah. for what was going on at the time. And I appreciated that aspect of it. Now, before I go into my thoughts on the movie, because I've had several times to watch it and a couple years to marinate on it, I'd like to know... Your first viewing of Bill and Ted Face the Music, what were your thoughts on it? I was pleasantly surprised. Okay. You know, I, you know, kind of went into it thinking, okay, there's going to be some fan service here. Mm -hmm. You know, there was. Yeah, (laughs) uh, around every corner. Yeah. 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 I, I was just thinking to myself, I just really hope it's funny and I really hope it has you know, the upbeat vibe, you know? You know? Yeah. Because I'm glad it had a, you know, happy ending. Um, yeah. It just it, in the spirit of the 80s sort of thing of... Yeah, I agree. It, good always triumphs over the bad, you know? Um, and so, you know, I went into it. I couldn't believe that it came out in 2020. This is genuinely one of those things that just completely escaped me. I yeah. whole I wholeheartedly intended on watching it, and then 2020 wrapped up, then 2021 <laughs> wrapped up, and then 22 wrapped up, and then by the time we decided to do this, I I thought to myself, oh yeah, Bill and Ted Face the Music came out last year, and then I was like, yeah. uh, oh, you mean it's approaching three years ago? Yeah. Well, shit. Okay, <laughs> I better get in on that. Yeah. yeah. So I, my biggest gripe personally was the soundtrack that is the one area that i felt was lacking the bill and ted vibe everything else to me the humor the um alternate versions of bill and ted i thought were really amusing oh hell yeah i i my personal favorites being the english accent ones you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know Bill is just way into it, you know. He's there with his like seventies, eighties rock star hair and all the yeah. animal print over him, and he's talking like this, and it's like yeah. <laughs> he's like perfect. Adele Preston. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, obviously Dave Grohl shows up because nowadays Dave Grohl is involved in everything, rock and roll. 
That's um, true. I'm okay know. with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ab- absolutely. Absolutely. He just, you know, you you know, if there's going to be like a, a cultural milestone, like a third Bill and Ted movie, Dave Grohl's going to have his going to have his recognizable mitts on it somehow. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought it was I thought it was a fun, awesome movie. I still very much love the first two the most and Bogus Journey as my favorite favorite. Yeah. But I thought it was a good movie. Um, the Like I said, my biggest gripe was the soundtrack because to me, well, I mean, we can just jump jump right in because you've got it on vinyl, haven't you? You said? Well, yeah, yeah. Before we do that, let, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about the movie. We'll get to the soundtrack because I, I agree the soundtrack is not great, but um, it... it it is what it is, but the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so our our rankings would be the same. It would be Bogus Journey on top, Excellent Adventure, and then the bottom Face the Music. Cool. And when I watched the movie the first time, I enjoyed it, but it something felt wrong to me, mm-hmm. and it bothered me. And I and I don't know if you remember this, but we had a discussion, and I told you I, I need you to watch this movie because I need to know if there's if I'm wrong about how I felt about this. And then <laughs> it just took you three years to do it. Mm-hmm. But the first time it was because the song that they end up playing at the end of the movie, I'm like, this isn't really that great. It's kind of anticlimactic. And on top of that, they go out of the way to explain that the song is not important. It's that everybody was playing it together. I'm like, well, if that's the case, just play a fucking ACDC song. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, <laughs> like, they, like, end it with something cool. Like, you shook me all night long as a song that brings the world together because it doesn't matter what song it is. It just matters mm. who's playing it. But, um, and I just remember just thinking, like, the song has too many, like, things that are tied to right now that are going to date it in the long date run. it in a, in in not a good way i don't think because it's around the time that like every song had like people singing like ahs like, ah, or whatever you know i'm just like okay we, we, we don't need any more of that that would just get rid of that um but i mean i think part of it was just me wanting it to be a, a metal movie and it very much is not a metal movie, even down to the song that they play at the end of the movie. Where sure, there's some guitars in it, but it's yeah. mostly it's it mostly could just be like a Mumford and Sons song with guitar solos in it. Like yeah. It's <laughs> well, hang on. If I get this up, Bill and Ted uh, face. Bill and Ted face the music. The music. Mm-hmm. Bill and Ted face to music. Um, so yeah, the the soundtrack we've got here, the only two like metal bands on the soundtrack are Mastodon and Lamb of God. Yeah. Um, don't 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 jump the gun on that though. At this point, I'm still going. Yeah. I'm still going okay. here. So I've seen the movie two more times since then, and I Pardon feel me? slightly different. I, I I'm, I'm I've come to terms with what the end of the movie is, and it's nice and it's cute and it feels good. Hmm. My biggest gripe with the movie, one that I can't get past, is their daughters. So my problem isn't that their daughters become the ones that are the Preston and Logan that are part of the whole thing. Mm -hmm. I think they fucked up by making them act like Bill and Ted. 
because it, it sometimes it takes yeah. me out of the movie because they're so just like, yeah. And I'm just like, and when and when Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves do it, there's a natural thing to it where they just seem like older Bill and Ted. These both seem like young actresses doing an impression of somebody. And so hmm. I'm like, couldn't they have just made them like music nerds and made that the juxtaposition where their dads are still like rock and roll? And they're like, actually, we're listening to classical and we're you know, like, make make them different. But the fact that they made them these Bill and Ted clones it's too hmm. goofy like it they could yeah. have done that they could have done that better because i would it would have made the daughter characters a little more um give, give them i would i would depth. i i would have been more depth but also i would have been rooting for them even more because i've hmm. been like oh they're they're actually they're they're kids but they're different but they're still into music but the fact that they really do are just like whoa and stuff like that all the time i'm just like okay that that makes it kind of dumb because now you're pointing out that the bill and ted characters are dumb and there was no like even though they do dumb things there's never like a point where somebody just goes you guys are idiots like you know it's yeah. never it never happens but it's yeah. so th- th- so that kind of bums me out that it's just comedically speaking, because every single scene with Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves is is perfect. Mm. All the their line deliveries are some sometimes are so fucking good that I'm just like, God, those guys still fucking have it. Because sometimes it's just so hilarious. Mm. And even when their interactions with their other selves are so funny. And so overall, that aspect of the movie, I'm like, man, I fucking love it. But it's all these little things that I just go, I think that they could have just made a couple little changes for a big fan like me, and it would have been a little bit more fun um, and not so much goofy, which I thought that that portion of it was goofy. Even, I'm, I'm even on board with the fucking robot, with Dennis. Uh, I was about to say, I was about to say, he was like my favorite part of the movie. Every time he said, he said, was it, my name is Dennis McCoy. <laughs> he just wanted to be acknowledged want, and make up for his mistake. Know. My name is Dennis Caleb McCoy. <laughs> <laughs> that's See, fucking, that's that, have you ever seen that show Barry on uh, HBO the, with, with, oh. uh, with Bill Hader? Oh shit! He's in that. Sh- he's in that show. He's one. He's like he has a, b- a bald head in the show, and he's. Uh, uh, he's. Uh, wh- he, he's. What's his. What's his name? Um, God damn it! I can't think of his name right now. But he's in Barry, and he's he's hilarious in that show, and he plays the robot. In uh, Anthony Carrigan, is that is that him? I don't know the actor's name. Bald dude. Yeah, I mean he's a bald dude. Yeah. Cl- click on him. Go to. He in, plays no Bar- Hank. Yeah, he plays no Ho Hank. Hank. Yeah, no ho Hank. Yeah. He's like the funniest part of Barry, and he's pretty <laughs> funny in uh, Bill and Ted. But yeah, it, but but these are minor gripes, and it's really hard to make a movie that's going to hold up to two movies that have been a part of your life for thirty years. So I give them some props yeah, for yeah. how good some of it really is. And then other things, I'm like, eh, I'll get used to that. Just the same way that like Wayne's World Two is nowhere near as good as Wayne's World One, but over the years, the little shortcomings of it have gone ah. Okay, I'm into that now. I think you like two better than one for Wayne's World, don't you? No, no, I, I still like the original. The I, I'm still very much a first Wayne's World is the best yeah. Wayne's World guy, but, um, you know, I have a an affinity with Dull Preston because, oh, yeah. you know. Don't we yeah. all? <laughs> yeah. 
But uh, but here's here's the soundtrack. Bill and Ted face the music. Honestly, I just bought it because I'm a Bill and Ted fan, and I just wanted to have all three soundtracks. And yeah, there's so much like that middle of the road rock music from today yeah. that's barely even rock music. That's like that bums me out. So you've got Lost in Time by Big Black Delta. I don't remember that song. Big Red Balloon by Alec Wig- Wigdahl. Don't remember that song. Beginning of the End, The Wild Stallions Edit by Weezer. It's a pretty good song. I, I mm. you know, for the end credits and stuff, when that song comes on, I'm like, all right, I like it. I'm okay with with the Weezer because they they at least threw some guitar harmonies and tried to make it a little bit more rocking. Yeah. Um, Story of Our Lives by Cold War Kids. Cold War Kids is not a bad band at all, but it's not very good for this soundtrack. Then we get to Rufus Lives by Mastodon. Hmm. Great song. Best song on the soundtrack for me. Circuits of Time by Big Black Delta. They get two songs on this soundtrack for some reason. And then Side B, Darkest Night by Poor Stacy. The Death of Us by Lamb of God, which is all right. I, I like some Lamb of God. Breaker by Fiddler. And none Didn't of these someone songs... think that you were in Lamb of God one time? Like that they, they thought I was uh Chris Adler. Um, yeah, it... yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 not, no, not he's the drummer. They thought yeah. I was uh the the guitar player. Um <laughs> and it's because this was when I saw them open for Metallica in 2008 or 2009 <laughs> and I went I was in the bathroom and some guy was like, "Oh, hey, uh, Mark is I think the guy's name." Um, Mark Morton, I think is his name. And they're like, Hey, Mark Morton. And I was just like, Oh no, dude, I'm, would I be using this bathroom if I was in land of God? <laughs> and then I was all just like, well, why, why do they think that I'm him? And then they came out on stage and I'm like, Oh, he's wearing the exact same outfit as me also. <laughs> <laughs> so not only does he have long hair and a beard, but he's wearing the same clothes. And I was like, man, I could have just like walked on stage. I'm like, give me my guitar. All right, I'm gonna do this anyway. Um, uh, and then Right Where You Belong by Blame My Youth. Oh, these are all songs. I've heard the soundtrack twice. I couldn't tell you half these songs because they're so unmemorable. Hmm. Um, and then it ends with two, with the Face the Music, which is by the Wild Stallions, which uh, is put together by somebody from Animals as Leaders, which is a metal band, but yet not a very metal song, but whatever. They're, they're um, kind of the like gent sort of thing. And then to me, the highlight of the soundtrack is the very last track, which is called That Which Binds Us Through Time, The Chemical, Physical, and Biological Nature of Love, An Exploration of the Meaning of Meaning, Part 1, by Wild (laughs) Stallions. Um, And that's the one they play at the wedding at the very beginning. (laughs) Where there's a theremin and the throat singing. (laughs) I think think this is colored, too. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It's a purple. Oh, Oh, that's sick. You know, yeah. give them credit. Over, yeah, no, it's it's. I'm perfectly fine to have it in my collection, but I can't see myself just putting it on to listen to it unless I hmm. have a homework assignment or something. I fuck, I don't know. Um, oh, you know what they say: do not do your homework without yeah. wearing headphones. That's very know? true. Thank you, Rufus. <laughs> um, but yeah, the soundtrack is kind of a bummer. But how can you compete with? the bogus journey soundtrack, but they could have at least like, you know, they put on some Mastodon lamb of God. I bet there were plenty of metal bands that were willing to do songs for it, but yeah. I almost feel like the filmmakers 
didn't want to alienate like modern young kids by making yeah. it too metal because metal is not popular anymore. Well, I mean, I mean, it is pretty popular in a lot of ways, but um, it, it, I've actually been I've been looking into this sort of thing and I'm not entirely sure if it's so much young people aren't into metal. I think it's just that the idea of the monoculture is gone, you know, at no no real pop culture thing barring like like series like you say like you said you'd rather watch a series than a than a movie yeah aside from like anything that has like a franchise going on i i think everybody very much has a niche and everybody kind of keeps to their own niches you know i mean you've got yeah. your big you've got your superstars and then you've got everyone else who does their own thing. I mean, there's a big 80s metal thing on TikTok, you know? There's yeah. countless... Like, what happened in the last, like, 15 years is that the internet kind of allowed for everybody to just kind of go off and do their own thing. But with that, no one thing is big anymore. So you don't get these, like... Yeah cultural leviathans the way you did before i mean if you look at the amount of money guns and roses were bringing in in like 1991 that is fucking astronomical compared to what like a a big band would do now yeah because the world the world changed and you know as much as i love the 80s and 90s vibe it's very much it exists but people out there who enjoy that are online in their own little niche as opposed yeah. to as opposed to everybody just being like we worship at the altar of headbangers ball which what a fucking era <laughs> you know yeah 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 i think yeah and i, and I it's it sucks because not everybody will know We've talked about this before, like the the availability of music and movies and shows and all of that stuff now and the mm-hmm. variety out there now. It's it's got positives because I love that there's so much new stuff to discover, but it's also negatives because nothing seems that special anymore. Yeah. Um, and you'll never see it, it all as well, because like. It, it, sorry, oh, yeah. sorry, I kind of I kind of cut you off there, <laughs> but it's you almost feel overwhelmed now as well. Yeah like with the amount of content that's coming out it used to be you know you'd watch a star wars movie and that would be your evening and you got pretty much everything out of it nowadays yeah. there's how many star wars series now and it's oh, like shit i yeah that i've i've resigned that i'm never going to catch up on any of those things any of the big franchises you know like you know i've unless they're just mostly movies like you know, I've seen you know, all the Fast and Furious because it's just yeah. movies. <laughs> it's not, you know. Um, but yeah. I've always yeah. been a big Star Wars fan, so that's like my big franchise I'm yeah. sticking to. Um, but you know, there's so many things out there now. Like I am never, ever, ever, ever <laughs> gonna manage to carve out the amount of time it would take at this point to invest in the marvel cinematic universe there is simply so oh, yeah. much there now that well, it just it would feel impossible for me yeah and and, and I, I agree with that but i also feel like that's 
That's just not for me, though, because yeah, because if there was a Metallica cinematic universe, I'd be caught up on fucking everything. Yeah, all the yeah. fucking time. <laughs> if they if they had four different TV shows and all these different spinoff movies and a comic book and a cartoon, you know I would watch everything. So I think yeah. it's just that the Marvel movies, it's perfect because if if I was a fan of that stuff, which I have been in the past, I you know, I used to be a comic collector for a little while and and I've I've enjoyed some of the movies, but if that was my thing, yeah, I, I would be so thankful for Marvel for all of the shit that they're doing. Cause it's Absolutely. just like, thank you. Cause I, cause as fans, like that's what you want. You want more and more shit. But at the mm-hmm. same time, you go back to when I was a kid, it made the stuff that you did have so much more special because there wasn't four other things that were going to be happening anytime soon. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, you know, like, like return of the Jedi came out and it was amazing. And you're just like, well, shit, you know, eventually they're going to, they'll do, you know, a battle for indoor, the little TV movie they did. And you would yeah. get little things like that, but they were few and far between. And so it made these things so special. And that's why people my age get so bent out of shape when you fuck with it. Yeah. And <laughs> so, so yeah. So, so that being said, I, it, with, with Bill and Ted, uh, you know, they made a movie that I think, did the best with what they needed to do, which is serve the fans and give them something kind of a love letter, but at the same time, create a movie that a lot of people can enjoy. And, um, I mean, I've seen some really positive reviews for it. I'm like, yeah, but I still, I still don't think it's, I still have, you know, little issues with it, but I do love that they still fucked with time travel. Cause that's the thing is that like, I like, the idea of time travel only when it's not taken seriously. So yeah. one of what a a a, 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 tr- a duo of movies that I fucking love are the hot tub time machine movies. They are, I still need to watch those, but I've, I've heard they're, they're like right s- up my street. They're both so good because they they're, well, the first one has kind of like an eighties thing to it also because they go yeah. back to the eighties, but they're both just so goofy with how they handle time travel and i'm just like it's so great because it's such a dumb idea so it's like yeah yeah. you might as well just go fucking crazy and just be like well how dumb can we make this and how many rules can we break or rules can we create that weren't there before (laughs) a a prime example is um like the climax of the first two movies is why don't we wait till after the report go back and do it then you know and stuff like that it's like Preparing a sandbag to fall on Denomalos in a cage. Yeah. It's and like, I have a key and another gun. And it's yeah. like, we put the gun there. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's and if you really try to think about mathematically or time-wise how that would all work, you're like, what? Especially yeah. in my... That's my favorite thing probably about Face the Music is the idea of them... They're probably not going to write the song, but yet they're still able to travel forward in time to when they did write the song. And yeah, <laughs> it's like, wait, that makes no sense. And that's so beautiful that it makes no sense whatsoever. But um, yeah. Also, you know, th- there's that emotional scene where Bill and Ted are talking to their, you know, old, old selves. Oh, yeah. And that's yeah. like really nice, you know, that, yeah, you know, giving themselves some credit, you know. But um, I, I can't believe we haven't brought this up. Um, 
Sir Jim Martin of the Faith and the oh. More Spiritual and Theological Center. Yeah. Station! Yep. Station! Yep. And I and I do love that they threw in a little station and face the music from Kid Cudi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's nice. Um, yeah, I, that's... That I I loved my, when I, I was so into Faith No More when that movie came out that when he stepped out of the thing I was like oh my god he's in the yeah. movie I was I was so stoked about that and he's such a he's he's just such an iconic character of of the late eighties and early nineties like yeah there there's a definitive Jim Martin look you know <laughs> yeah I agree the red red shades. He's 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 looking down at me from above here on a poster, and he's got oh for real. He, he's got yeah. I have a, the Faith No More poster with Mike Patton jumping in the air, and then it's got a picture of them as the band below it, and it, he's got the red shades, but he's got like a black leather vest also. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, he's rocking that look, and his hair obviously all big and everything. I've got a a poster on the door just to <laughs> the left of me. Uh, it's got Jim. Rocking the uh, red T-shirt tucked into jeans with the cowboy hat on. Oh, and the, uh, he was definitely got... the most fashionable of the band. Yeah, you, you know what? Like even in that even in that photo where everybody else is in their underwear, but he's still dressed the way he yeah. dresses. You know, yeah. I, I I always love that. It, it makes me kind of sad that he wasn't a fan of the Angel Dust material because I love him on that album. But so do know, I. You know, it's it's just one of those things. The way it pans out. Well, I I from you know from from what I've read because I read that whole biography or not autobiography a biography they wrote on them, and they do they do talk about like by all accounts they already just weren't getting along anyway. So Hmm. I think whatever music they were going to be making around that time, he was probably just going to be like, look, I don't really like you guys, (laughs) 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 but um. But you know they they did manage to put out some great shit with him, including one of the songs from uh, from Bogus Journey. Are there other? Mm. I'm trying to think of other. Were there other cameos in the movies? In the movies from from people like Dave Grohl, obviously is in Face the Music. Yeah, I feel like um, oh no, that, well obviously in in Bogus Journey, Primus is in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's really it, actually. Now that I think about it, although also, although we, is it? Go ahead. I was just going to say we got to talk about the Grim Reaper in a minute too, because he's just yeah. such a great character. But yeah, he, he but played by William Sadler, who yeah. it, who also who plays the villain in Die Hard Two, which I think is a really underrated sequel. Not not as good as the original, but way better than people talk about it. But, I, but oh, once yeah. again, I think that's like the bogus journey thing. Where there's been somebody planted somewhere like Dire 2 isn't good. And all these yeah. people are like, oh yeah, oh yeah, it's not good. I know about film. It's not good. I'm just like, fuck you. It's great. <laughs> I'm gonna raise I'm gonna raise my hand and, and say a hot take. I fucking love Temple of Doom. Oh yeah. Temple of Doom is yeah. great. I don't I I would not say it's as good as Raiders of the Lost Ark, but it is really good. Like that that's the thing. I but it's the same as Bogus Journey. I like its dark vibe. I like that they did something completely different, you know? 
Yeah, it, yeah. It actually, it, doesn't it take place before Raiders as well? So yep. it's just like a story as it stands on its own. Yep. I've I've always just loved loved Temple of Doom. It, sp- it was my sp- first indie movie, Indiana oh. Jones movie. So I guess that kind of colored my you know nostalgia goggles but <laughs> yeah it's and it's fun but but that that that's that's an, an interesting connection there because we're talking about movies where they're just bringing back characters as old people and they're making a new Indiana Jones I saw the trailer for that movie before the Metallica album release thing or yeah and I I had not seen the trailer yet and I was just like holy shit I want to see this movie I don't care that Harrison Ford is 80 years old and it would probably be impossible for him to do most of the shit in the movie. I don't care. <laughs> it's It looks fucking great. And so um, I just love that. Like, if, if the actors are still alive, write a script where they're old. That's all I'm saying. Now, now, they, now they need to go back and they need to make a new RoboCop with Peter Weller as RoboCop only because he's half machine and half man. That half man part of him has been aging. And it's wow. and see how has it affected the robotic part of him now that his human part has now aged. Great fucking movie right there. Take it, Hollywood. You can have my idea. Robocop four, I guess that's what that would be. Um he's running, he's, he's running on Windows seven or some <laughs> shit now. <laughs> yeah, they have not they have not updated his software yeah. since the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> You just you just like get shot, and you just hear the, thung. <laughs> you know. I'm just, oh, that'd be funny. But, but I would I, I would love them to do just because the, the 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 great stories that you can write because how, what better obstacle for a for a character to overcome than getting old? Yeah, and like it's so it's just it brings like such a level of 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 realness to these characters that yeah. to a lot of us, we've lived with them for so long that they're just like real people that we know. Oh yeah. I know Bill and Ted from the movies, you know? Oh yeah. There's Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves, but they've done all kinds of shit after that. But these characters yeah. have lived on. So I just, I just think that they need to do more things like that. And every once in a while I'll hear of rumblings of them doing like you know oh we'll just do this again with the, with them as old people and I'm like yeah that's it's yeah. just it's so perfect but you saw that thing I I sent you as well that um that the old Bill thrash. and Ted no nah, nah, the Bill oh. and Ted uh the Bill and yeah. Ted uh, John Wick mashup where like yeah <laughs> it, yeah basically if you haven't seen it like look it up on YouTube I think it's on a I think it's Nerdist or something where is it like Bill and Ted John Wick. Basically, someone is... Ma- there it is. Nerdist. John Wick meets Bill and Ted. Um, and it's... It's so good. They've mashed together a Bill and... T- well, Bill and Ted clips with John Wick clips and made this um, hypothetical movie trailer. It's called, like, Bill and Ted's Paradoxical Parabellum. Yeah, and it, but here's... It's so well done because they, all the scenes go so perfectly together and it creates this story where, yeah. where Ted was actually sent to military school and that's how he became John Wick. And yeah. it's just... It just the whole the whole thing. Even like they matched up scenes where the lighting was the same color. Yeah, and it just seems like the exact same movie. Yeah, 
That's that's fucking great. That's that's one of the greatest things I've seen in a long time, and it's it's a couple years old. I don't know how I missed out on it. Yeah, but, it's one um, of those that's like wow. That took that took a that the a that's a labor of love, and b that takes a lot of effort. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I just and I'm a huge John Wick fan. I haven't seen the new John Wick yet, but it's it will. I still be need happening. to watch him. That that's oh, one of the shit. Yeah. I've heard Fucking. nothing but good things, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they are an absolute blast. Really well done movies, and they, they have that real... It's a real stylized kind of thing, and I really enjoy that. Yeah. Um, but, and then it's just Keanu acting like a badass. He doesn't have a whole lot of lines, but he delivers them in, like, a really great... He's got... As an older actor, he's just... Something about him just clicked, where yeah. the goofiness he had early on is pretty much gone. And he's yeah. just a complete badass. Plus, I'm 100% on board for a series of movies that all occur simply because his dog got murdered. Like, mm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you on this. <laughs> but um, yeah. anyway, well, I guess we've, we've kind of reached the end of uh, talking about all the Bill and Ted movies. They're, they're, um, I, I, I think that over the years, Face the Music will grow on me and I'll appreciate mm. it more. But as for now, it's just there's there are things about it that just it doesn't feel that perfect. And mm. I expected perfect because that's the kind of person <laughs> I am. But but like but like I said, the the performances of the two guys are are amazing at how they're able to take these characters that are that are looked at as kind of like silly characters and bring them to now and still make them seem like real people. It's yeah. fucking great. But um but yeah, any yeah, you have any, any any closing thoughts or anything else we want to touch on for this for this sidebar episode? I just wanted to touch on some of my favorite quotes of yes, these movies. Yes, let's do it. Yeah. Because yeah, considering how quotable these are, we haven't actually yeah. done a lot of that. So I wrote down some of my favorites from uh, the first two movies. Oh, uh, one last thing about Face the Music. Yeah. Uh, Missy's banging Deacon now. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> literally everyone but the two dudes, you know? Yeah. Oh, but it's, like, which, it's so funny how, like, they'll, like... The, the, Ted talks about how his dad has now become his own father. Yeah, <laughs> because she was married to him and then married his son. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I like that uh, Ted's dad finally knows the deal too. Like he oh, finally, yeah. I I'm sorry, you know that's what is that? That's thirty two years of just yeah. yeah. Take that, Dad. <laughs> but yeah, ah, uh, shit. So where was I? You killed Ted, you medieval dickweed. Oh, that's a that's a great one. That's a good one. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. I love yeah, the, that. The amount of times I've said that to people and they didn't know, but like I knew, and I. I'm just so fucking happy I managed to drop that. You you uh, do not know the number of times over the years that something weird has happened at a Circle K, and I'm just falling over myself trying to say that line to somebody. <laughs> hey, hey, strange things are afoot at the Circle K. <laughs> I wish I wish Circle K was a thing over here. I, hell, it might be, you know, f- further up, but... It's not really uh, anymore. I don't see them a lot anymore, but when I was younger, there was a, quite a few around. Did you did you spot the Circle K billboard 
in Face the Music. There's nope. one. There's one along the freeway. I'm pretty sure. Oh, nice. Um, okay. Um, it's either that or it's on a truck or something, but I can't remember. Um, yeah. How's it going, Royal Ugly Dudes? Yeah, <laughs> that one's great. <laughs> like whenever an American just comes to Britain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, if you're really me, what number am I think? Were we thinking of? 69, 69. dude! <laughs> yeah. Um, and Abraham Lincoln, be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes! Yeah. So that's the, that's the first first movie. First movie done. There's, we there's also... That, that one, what's the one, uh, that one line where he's like, He's reading out. Of, what is he reading about? Socrates. There's like something about knowing so that great. you know nothing. Knowing that yeah. you know nothing. That's us, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Socrates. I say we bag him. <laughs> uh, um, I got a. F- uh, let's move it on to uh, bogus journey. We have. Yep. I got a full on robot chubby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that line is underrated as hell. Uh, (laughs) melvin the amount of times i've wanted to say that as well but no no one's ever been as in on it enough for me to say it um and then do it to someone but you know eventually one day one day i totally possess my dad <laughs> yeah, that that air guitar part just fucking kills me every time because it's yeah. like, oh, oh, did, I forgot to say, I forgot to mention, I made a revolutionary discovery. Oh shit! The air guitar that they do to each other mm-hmm. while they're proposing to the babes uh-huh. is the exact same guitar sound effect used in the "May I Help You" riff from Wayne's World. It's the exact same. Really? Yeah, literally, literally apart from the part. That oh, okay. Oh, no, you're yeah. right. You're right. Yeah. And I, I went and I listened to it back to back. That is not only the same flurry of notes. It is the exact same recording. And I just thought, I just thought that's really cool that that ties both those movies together. Um, there, there's a there's a cinematic universe for you. Let's just throw both those characters, <laughs> all four yeah. of those characters together. I definitely feel like it was a missed opportunity to not have like a Wayne and Garth cameo in Face the Music because I would have shit myself with excitement if that happened. Even if it was just for like a single line, yeah, but I'd have been so happy if that happened. But uh, but yeah. The personal hell thing hits different too. It's just as disturbing as when I saw it as a kid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, but to this day, the ending of Bogus Journey gives me chills. Like, yeah. That ending where they get on stage and play that awesome harmonized part is just absolute. And then they transition into God Gave Rock and Roll to You by Kiss. I mean, come on. That is most triumphant. Yeah, that was honestly to me as a kid, as a young person that was believable as something that could bring the world together. I was like, yeah, yeah of course, <laughs> of course, yeah. the whole world would come together at that point. Yeah, you see an end to all war, conflict, pain. 
sadness, all because some dudes played a Kiss song. Yep. Yeah, I, that's how it should be. Damn it! <laughs> Someone do this shit. But yeah, uh, that's that's all I have to say about that. Nice. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's. I now that I'm trying to think of quotes, I'm like, well, there's, there's a shit, there's a shitload of great lines. Yeah. But uh, what's what's the one? Is is it in? Is it from the second movie where the, where Ted says the 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 princesses are from medieval England and then and Bill slaps him and goes oh medieval England Iowa Iowa yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I love that bit <laughs> but uh, yeah I mean great movies and then you know there's there's great lines in Face the Music as well um, oh, yeah. if you're if you're a fan out there and you haven't watched it yet. Um, you might be, you might take it better than me. I just have a lot of history and, you know, there, there are very few movies that have had an impact on me as a young person and I've carried it with me for so long and never like shed it because I've shed Star Wars. I loved Star Wars so much as a kid, but I've shed that along the way. But certain movies and, and the Bill and Ted movies being two, two big ones, I've just always been if anyone brings them up, I'm, I just light up like, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Bill yeah. and Ted movies. Um, so, uh, and you know, uh, that's a big reason why we ended up doing this sidebar about these movies. But, you know, if, it, it, at this point, I'd say that, that there'll probably never be another Bill and Ted movie. Cause at that point I feel like it's just kind of, it's overkill at that point because they've already mm-hmm. sort of wrapped up the story, you know, yeah. and, I've I've heard like talk of them doing a spin-off with the daughters, but it's Yeah, it's not doing yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> now if they do a spin-off with Dennis Caleb McCoy, then oh. um, <laughs> then yeah. I'm one hundred percent on board. I love how I love how he, he reacts when he accidentally murders the whole family. He's just like Yeah, is um, that, uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's and, and like he, he goes to kill them and then finds out they have the song and he's yeah. like I uh can't guilt I killed family <laughs> yeah yeah anyway let's do that let's do that. Let's, let's do a spinoff of that robot because he he was still alive at the end he didn't die so yeah. uh, they all they all came back um but yeah. Um, all right. Well, yeah, let's let's wrap it up. I mean, that's that's been it's been a blast talking about these movies. And if you're watching this on YouTube, put you know your comments below and you know what what what, what are your favorites? And what did you think of Face the Music? Or you know, um, are are you younger and you're just now getting into these? And that's that's even better. I love it that these things live on, and people seem to like them so much. But um, yeah. That's 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 all. That's about all we have. That wraps them all up. These Bill and Ted characters, and um, that's all for the for this episode of Cranked and Ranked. And like I said, next week is a big ranking. That's it'll be a multi-parter. Yes. And it's, um. Oh, I mean, are we? T- when the, are we telling people? No, we won't tell anyone. It's a surprise. Uh. There is something that would tie it really well. Oh, there is. They 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 are a band that is mentioned in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Hmm. 
Excellent. <laughs> Execute them. Bogus. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. If you know that reference, then uh, you're in on it. But yeah, we'll be back next week with another ranking for uh, everyone to love because they love it so much. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, that's that's it for this episode. Thank you very, very much for either listening on the podcast or for watching on YouTube. And we'll be back next week. And as usual, I'm going to throw it over to Mr. Eddie Sparks Esquire to <laughs> to take us out. <laughs> I'm going to forego the the later dude. And I think today we should just we should just do air guitar until until it fades out. OK, that sounds good. You ready? OK, yeah. Ready? Three, two, one. So I'm, I'm doing I'm doing an overhand thing here. That's me. That's me playing it with my teeth, like Hendrix. And then, uh, all right. That was a dive bomb at the end. Carrie King. <laughs>